This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, I'm really glad you have joined us. As coronavirus cases surge here in Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is putting new restrictions on businesses and on social gatherings. The restrictions, she says, are going to last three weeks and they will start on Wednesday. That means movie theaters and casinos are going to close as well as indoor service at bars and restaurants. High school and college classes will move back to all virtual, and gyms will have to enforce distancing rules, even though they are going to be allowed to stay open. Also, organized youth sports are going to be suspended for three weeks. Since March, more than 250,000 Michiganders have tested positive for COVID-19, and nearly 8,000 have died. Here to tell us more about the new orders and how businesses are reacting is Dustin Walsh, who covers economic issues for Crane's Detroit business. Dustin, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. So talk about why Governor Whitmer is doing what she's doing right now. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> that's a complicated topic, uh, <laughs> Stephen. But uh uh, you know, it, it's it, as you just mentioned, the cases, uh, coronavirus cases, deaths, hospitalizations, pretty much every metric is rising. Um, you know, our seven-day average is, is is more than double what it was in April um, for for test positivity. Um, you know, things are going essentially in the wrong direction as they are all over the country, um, and so I think that's the the at least the impetus for for wanting to um, you know close down certain certain locations is to mitigate the spread of the virus. And is it clear to you why certain kinds of places and businesses will be told to shut down and others are not? This is one of the things that people have had a hard time with, with the governor. So you're going to close down restaurants and bars and casinos, uh, but you're not closing down salons or barbershops this time, for example. Is that one of the, one of the problems she has messaging with the business community? I think absolutely. Um, I mean, if you look at the outbreaks, uh, you know, manufacturing construction, when you, when, you, when you consider an outbreak, which is uh, two people in one location testing positive or more, um, you know, there's 66 among manufacturing and construction sites. Um, and then only 13 in bars and 35 in restaurants. Um, so, you know, it, the math doesn't necessarily add up, but, but um, you know, shutting down a factory uh, for an extended period of time may be more economically, or sorry, less economically viable than, um, you know, a smattering of restaurants throughout the state. Um, so, so maybe that's the, the, the math behind it, um, but, but certainly it's not, um, it's not as clear. K through 12, you know, the high schools seem to make sense based on what we know. Um, high school uh, seem to be uh, causing transmission a little more. There's 160 outbreaks across K through 12. Uh, and, and 33 at college campuses, uh, outbreaks across the state. So those tend to make a little more sense. Um, but when you come to the, to the businesses, they, they do seem to be, um, the numbers don't exactly add up to, to why, you know, uh, restaurants and bars versus other places. But um, as I said, I think if you start knocking down the kind of maybe the political toll slash, uh, you know, economic issue there, it, it may make, I guess, a little more sense, uh, even though we don't necessarily like it. And for the businesses that are affected, this is a second round for many of them. 
of having to adjust their their services or maybe scale them way back. Does this mean that we are going to see more business failure uh, at this point in, in time? Is this going to create even more of a crisis in the business community than we than we saw in the spring? I mean, absolutely. There's there's no way around that. Um, you know, some 2,000 restaurants have closed permanently since the spring. Um, that business, as you know, is has a high turnover as it is. Um, it's a very difficult business to to maintain and make money. Um, you know, shutting down for an extended period of time. You know, maybe three weeks they can survive. Uh, they survived the ones that did survive the last shutdown. Largely, many of them did uh, because of the the PPP, um, the the Payment Protection Program from the federal government. Um, without a second round of, of of stimulus in some form, I don't see how we're going to avoid more closures. Um, you know, I interviewed uh, last week uh, Lake Street Tavern, which is a, a, a local uh, restaurant bar in South Lyon. Uh, and, and they closed down for two weeks on their own because uh, they had four uh, workers out of four out of their 16 workers that had tested positive that week. Hmm. Um, and so they closed down and a couple of the regulars. So they were terrified. So they closed down for a full two weeks. Um, you know, the owner there is worried that, you know, was worried that exactly what the governor did yesterday is what was going to happen. Um, you know, three weeks they might be able to make it. Um, but extended period of time, they can't. And their business, uh, you know, revenue sales are down 25%, mm. uh, which isn't a huge number considering, but they also got PPP money. Um, so without a second one, I, I think uh, it's, a, it's a scary scenario for a lot of people. But, uh, you know, three weeks, you know, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it's only three weeks, maybe they can uh, make it. Yeah. I'm talking with Dustin Walsh, who covers economic issues for Cranes Detroit Business. We're talking about the governor's new announced COVID-19 restrictions, uh, things that we hadn't seen in several months here in the state of Michigan are being brought back in terms of what we are going to be able to do and what we are not going to be able to do. Uh, Of course, the effect on businesses is one a dimension of this story that's getting a lot of attention. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what you think of Governor Whitmer's new set of orders that are trying to address this incredible surge in COVID-19 cases right now in Michigan. Are you happy she's putting these restrictions in place or are you upset that we're dialing back on the idea of reopening the economy as cases rise? Or do you think the order maybe doesn't go quite far enough? Should she be shutting more of the state down, given the incredible numbers that we have seen? Uh, What would you think of another blanket statewide stay-at-home order, uh, which she has stopped short of, at least at this point? Would that be the right way to address this crisis? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or to Twitter, put comments there, and we'll work them into the conversation. We especially want to hear from business owners right now. Uh, give us a sense of how you've been making it over the last eight months and how you'll make it now if these orders will force you to, to scale back on, on your business operations. Uh, what what do your plans look like? Uh, what do you wish Perhaps the state or the federal government could do for you, given that they are the ones who are saying that you got to do these things. Uh, should we be providing more support for businesses that are having a hard time? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter 
and uh, we'll work into the conversation. Uh, Dustin, you wrote in Cranes about businesses voluntarily closing out of precaution or because of staff shortages. Uh, tell us more about that. Sure, yeah. And I sort of mentioned it uh, talking about Lake Street Tavern. They were they were one that uh, did just that out of out of you know abundance of, of, of caution. Of caution, sure. Um, Yes, the the as you said, the owner, uh, or as you know, we're talking about the owner. You know, she 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 was almost relieved um, because you know now they're closed down for two weeks. She was talking about not being terrorized by the thought hmm. of of one of her workers or even a loved one that works there getting sick. Um, you know, because yeah, as she said you never know who or what is coming through that door. Um, you know, and I think that's something that we don't we sort of take for granted that a lot of these businesses are dealing with, <clears throat> particularly small businesses or independently owned ones. Um, you know, people's lives they feel responsible for. Um, and that, that becomes terrifying as sure. you see these numbers rising and rising. Um, you know, I think people, no one wants their own workers to get sick. Um, so that's sort of the, the reality of the decisions they're making. Uh, but they also have to, you know, provide paychecks and, and you know, their own livelihood. Um, so it's sort of a, a, a battle that they're facing on two fronts. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's what we're seeing people deal with is, is we sort of limp along through this thing. And, um, you know, we're back to, you know, we're in November, but we're back to March, uh, April. Um, you know, I think it's just people are exhausted uh, by the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Jackie in Detroit. Jackie, welcome to the show. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. So, yeah, so I, as you know, I'm the co-founder and um, CEO of Avalon International Breads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been around 24 years, so we're not a new kid on the block. And we were, you know, just super um, really privileged to be able to get PPP assistance and EIDL for all of our locations because we have good relationships with the banks. So we've been around for a long time, great staff. So we're, you know, exceptional situation that way. And we've been able to pivot um, our business a bit because we have a manufacturing facility. So we've taken on some co-packing, you know, still our revenues down, you know, best case 50%. Wow. And um, without, you know, PPP and EADL, we're, you know, we're, there's no way we can make it. Any business can make it. Um, you know, and I, you know, I really do trust our governor and we see what's happened without a national policy. So, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, that's, that's sort of so what so what happens to Avalon now I mean I I had lunch there last week uh, and sat outside it was a little windy uh, but but it was fine and and you know uh, people seemed to be adapting it was it was pretty crowded that day for lunch what what is what is the what do these new restrictions do to your to your business so I'm curious were you at Midtown or downtown I was I was in Midtown Okay, so each each location is different. So Midtown is probably the best, you know, has been sort of the best location to adapt to because we were able to just quickly go with to go only because it's kind of that, you know, kind of space anyway. And as the winter comes, that's going to be harder because people want a place to sit outside because that's been the only place to sit. And so we're making some adjustments. Um, so we'll just continue to do that. But I, you know, I think as it gets cold, revenue will continue to go down. But downtown, you know, there's no, there's very few people down there anyway right. without Bedrock and the other businesses bringing their employees back. So that's going to be much tougher. I mean, our revenue down there is probably down 75% down there. So it's oh. going to be much tougher for us to, you know, to stay open, I think, 
throughout this shutdown down there. And Ann Arbor is kind of in between. It's going to be really rough, but we'll, we'll continue with the takeout only. So all these businesses, I think, are, are, you know, we can possibly open up all these businesses and stay open conceivably in 2021, but only if we are, you know, if there's another round of really strong assistance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie, I'm really glad you called and uh, updated us on What's going on there? I think it's a really great example as well of of what a lot of local businesses uh, are facing. Thanks very much for the call, uh, Dustin. As, as Jackie says, they need help, and they need help in order to maintain the businesses at this point. I mean, even if they are able to close down uh, for the three weeks or however long that ends up being, they're, they're going to need a, a way to, to, to bounce back next year. And that, uh, that's still in, in real doubt, even though there's going to be a new administration in charge in, in Washington, there's still no agreement on, on how to help businesses or even whether to do it. Right. I mean, cause especially if you look at PPP, I mean, PPP was largely, um, it, you know, I, I wrote an article saying that we need to stop looking at, you know, sort of the screw ups of PPP because it, you know, you're moving fast and, and the way that our government and our treasury is set up, that was the only way to do it. Um, but, but the reality is it was taken advantage of by a lot of people. Um, and so there, there's some weariness on that of, of doing something like that again, where, um, you know, it's less targeted and it's just kind of blanket, but, but you're right. People do need to do it. And, I think, you know, it, there's, there's, there's no way around it. If we want our businesses to survive, they're going to have to have federal funding. Um, you know, if we don't want them to survive, if that's where we are as a nation, then that's the decision they make. But they will need additional federal support to survive. Um, and the other thing I think that is important for maybe consumers to realize is that consumer spending in the state is actually up from, from January, not down, hmm. um, because of the $1,200 uh, stimulus checks and because of, um, you know, unemployment was was uh, pretty generous. Um, obviously, there's a case, there's a, a case style recovery where you know lower lower income people are not uh, uh, you know being treated as fairly with with kind of the recovery. Um, but the reality is consumer spending is up, so there is some some ability for consumers to do that. If you if you have a restaurant that you really want to see survive, I would like to see Avalon survive, for instance. Um, you know, as someone that works has worked in downtown at least mm-hmm. before March. Um, you know, you can go out and, and support those businesses, you know, right. uh, the ones that have adapted. Um, I think you and I both know, you know, we've been to some businesses where the, the, the carryout is actually quite efficient and quite good. And, yeah. and um, these little things that have helped. So, you know, there, there is some, um, I suppose, some national responsibility from the consumer to go out and support the businesses that they care about if they do want to see them succeed, yeah. um, at least until we get some sort of federal, uh, you know, dollars going down the chain. Right. Okay, Dustin Walsh, who covers economic issues for Crane's Detroit business. Always great to catch up with you here on Detroit Today. Thanks very much for coming Thank you, us today. Okay, that's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow when we're going to take a look at the national picture of COVID cases with Alexis Madrigal of The Atlantic and the COVID tracking project as we head into winter and the holiday season. Plus, we're going to catch up with Dr. Mona Hanna-Atisha. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.